And before we get rocking here on the Chicken Nick podcast, quick shout out for our, to our friends at the Beanery. Tis the season to send e-gift cards to loved ones. Send yours now. They're available for online or in-store for use at any location. TheBeaneryCoffee.com. That's www.TheBeaneryCoffee.com. Click on e-gift card at the top, and they will take all the guesswork out of your Christmas gift-giving needs. It's The Beanery, serving people coffee. The Chicken Nick Show, the Chicken Nick Podcast, the Chicken Nick Experience is brought to you by Chicken Nick's friends at Pillar Exteriors. They're a family-owned and operated company that's been serving the Omaha area's construction needs for over 25 years. That might be the length of time it's been since Nebraska's been in a bowl game. Up, oh, I got to stay on topic here. Hold on. A complete exteriors company, roofing, siding, gutters, you name it. They got it. They also have hats and did you see they have koozies, Schick? They now have pillar exteriors koozies. Don't get too excited. Yes, they have koozies. From the top of the Bob roof. Bob koozies? Bob koozies from Pillar Exteriors. Okay? From the top of the roof to the concrete you walk on, Pillar Exteriors covers you with strength and integrity. That's the Pillars Exteriors way. 402-919-ROOF. 402-919-ROOF. This episode of the Chicken Nick podcast that you're about to listen to is brought to you by Fairberry. Nothing goes better with Husker sports than Fairberry. Whether you're at home or at Memorial Stadium, celebrate your Husker pride with Fairberry premium quality hot dogs. Find Fairberry products throughout Nebraska at your local Hy-Vee. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to make this statement here. Nebraska's going to win more games than Colorado this Wow, year. okay. I, That's exactly right. Cowabunga! One of those predictions where uh, you don't necessarily want to be right. Right. But I was, and Kawabunga. I think it deserves a Kawabunga. <laughs> However, I think it would have been more mind blowing to say at that point that neither team is going to a bowl game. We did say that they will have to uh, watch Christmas vacation together over the holidays. True. Colorado. True, and Nebraska, which yep. is, is is still uh, um, still going to happen, but here's where we're at. Yeah, I, I don't. When we were having that discussion, I mean, what I don't know if it was posed of both teams. Or what are the chances both team? You know, of all the different things we were throwing out there, the idea of both teams not making a bowl game. I mean, I think I would have. I think I would have take that. I would take that bet. God, I think I'd take that bet. Ah! Okay. Yeah, you definitely would have taken that bet and uh, lost money on the bet. Home for the Holidays. It's a good song. It's a good uh, Christmas tune and it one is. that we'll be able to sing uh, throughout throughout the month of December. It is Gosh. It's really amazing. It's really amazing what has uh what has happened. It is it's it is both it is equally unbelievable and believable at the same time. It's almost at the point where like how do you you know, it's like you're watching a, 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 you know, an episode, you know, some sort of uh, an episode where Elmer Fudd, you know, he's trying to, he, he's hunting rabbit and you're like, oh, he's going to, he's, he's going to get it this time. And he doesn't, or Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner, you know how the story is going to end. And yet as you're watching it, you're astonished that Wiley Coyote cannot catch the Roadrunner. That's what we're. I'm sitting there watching that. The final two minutes of that Iowa game were the most b- unbelievable and yet believable thing ever. It's crazy. Seven straight years, no bull. Seven straight years. Where do you even want to begin, brother? First of all, were you watching the game or were you? No, I guess Black Friday, you wouldn't have had a whole bunch of options at that time. So you had to. You couldn't be too cool for school and watch some. Auburn, Alabama, or Ohio State, Michigan, or another big game that Chick watches. You're Mister Big Game now. You got time for a little to, Nebraska? I had to watch it. Tell you what, CBS, CBS dictated that this was a big game. I mean this this Big Ten contract came around at a time where you're having Wisconsin, Nebraska, two five and five, five teams and five teams done. at the yeah. time, right? On NBC, 
national TV. And then the following week, it's a top 20 team against a five and six team. And the over under was around the temperature. It was essentially temperature Tuesday, right? Like this was, everyone should have gotten a free runza just for, just for the temperature and, uh, and going to the game. It was amazing. I wondered how many, would there be more points? What would be higher? The point total or the temperature? The wind chill. And it was the temperature. Yes. What is the wind chill? What will be higher? That should have been the better question back in the day, the poll question. What will be higher? The wind chill on Black Friday or the total? You know, I mean, I think it was basically dead even between the two of them. It's not good. It's not good. I did die laughing at those CBS cutting to the two guys in punts shirts. Every time the teams would go to punt, especially, I think they were I Iowa wish fans. It was us. I wish, I wish we had shown up in punts shirts. Genius. That would have just been great for the brand. Well done been. for them. They that must is. host a podcast. They have something. to. They gotta. If they don't, they need to launch one. You know. I mean, heard at. Get in touch with them. Launch it. Punts. The punts podcast where they just talk about the best punts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that game. Oh man, where do you? I mean, what are your thoughts? You have any thoughts? Got any hot takes? Got any? Got any? Cold takes, got any freezing cold takes? What do you, what do you, uh, I think I've, I've seen a lot of people moving for a petition to remove us, mainly me, from any sort of pump up song with various predictions that, okay. I mean, I am, I am, oh boy, your boy is, uh, not hitting at a high clip on my predictions on my, uh, my pump up songs, you know? Not good, not good at all. Your songs have a great tune. Yeah. And the lyrics are great. It's just your entire song, and I'm just going to put this. Is Nick's entire song a Madden cover? <laughs> because everything that you said on that tape, yeah. on that song, was essentially either wrong or you jinxed the team. Yeah. Like, there's no other way to say it. Yeah. Oh, we got, yeah. I mean, we got. Did you, fa- I mean, there was, yeah. What, what well, I mean, you want me to, okay, so, uh, I mean, uh, let's just go through it. I mean, I'll just, re- I'll read my lyric. Rule, you're working with some fans, yeah. They mad, yeah. Making Trev spend his cash, yeah. His last, yeah. Rule, you're working with some fans, yeah. They mad, yeah. Making Trev spend his cash, yeah. His last, yeah. Fans frown over Frost, yeah. They mad, yeah. Close losses over five years. We shed tears. Fans frown over Frost, yeah. They mad, yeah. Close losses over five years. We shed tears. Okay, everything's fair there. I was just setting the table. That's all it is. Got kicked in the nuts, yeah. The balls, yeah. Which I have been, you know, at this point, I'm going to be uh, immortalized somewhere. I don't know if it's the Smithsonian, where I'm going to be, but that's just big time. Got kicked in the nuts, yeah. The balls, yeah. Rule a big time leader, yeah. He be preaching, yeah. A player coach symbol, yeah. Father figure, yeah. Need a coach to want a temple. And Bella, rule a big time a leader, yeah. He be preaching, yeah. Mm, what do we think? I think we're okay there. No, that's fine. That's we're, fine. We're good. I mean, okay. He had a great. He had a great viral. Uh, he was. He was okay. Speech. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm okay so far. We're halfway through the first verse, and this is where things go south. Sims be dropping dimes. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, Jeff Sims about to shine. Yeah, beat Prime. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. We are 0 for four there. Okay. Sims be dropping dimes. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, Jeff Sims about to shine. Yeah, beat Prime. Yeah. Not good. Not good at all. There's nothing that's bad. Nothing great about that. That's okay. bad. Okay. Got a defense scheme in large, yeah. Front be hard, yeah. A smooth three three five, yeah. Tony White, yeah. I will gladly take a bow for that. Got a defense scheme in large, yeah. Front be hard, yeah. A smooth three three five, yeah. Tony White, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank that's you fine. Very much. All right. Luke Reimer lay a lick, yeah. Hit stick, yeah. Luke Reimer lay a lick, yeah. Hit stick, yeah. Uh, did Luke Reimer, he hit a few guys. I mean, that's pretty, that's, I'm really not a bold take that your starting middle linebacker is going to hit somebody at some point in the season, you know? That's going to be <laughs> <laughs> Really going out on a limb there. You think there's going to be a hit this year? Got the punter kicking balls, yeah. He kicking, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's not really a, a bold prediction. <laughs> throw it at Isaac Gifford, pick six, yeah. You throw it at Isaac Gifford, pick six, yeah. I mean, he had an interception, but he dropped one against Minnesota. I'm going to give myself three and three-quarter stars for that one. Um, okay. O-line looking money, yeah. Big blocking, yeah. Gabe Irvin, he be running, yeah. About 100, yeah. Mm, I would say, no, no. O-line looking money, yeah. Big blocking, yeah. Gabe Irvin, he be running, yeah. About 100, yeah. I mean, that's no good. 
rule you look good once you coach the team up. Got some big old linemen once you coach the team up. Call you big daddy when you coach the team up. Boy, you got a fullback, coach the team up. Rule you look good once you coach the team up. Got some big old linemen once you coach the team up. Did he coach the team up? I don't know. Debatable. Very debatable. We can get into the second verse if you want to or if you've lost interest in this. No. No, it, I think the checkbox on the – there's a tweet sent out that just said, stop with the songs, right? Stop with the songs because it, it went through <laughs> yeah, Seth, all of the Seth, inaccuracies. Seth says, petition to ban at Nick Baugh from doing any more Husker hype songs, okay? And he's he's – big winners were Defense, Polar Bear, and Tony White. Big losers were Nuts, Balls, Sims, and Gifford. I don't know why Gifford <laughs> caught astray there. Caught astray there. But no, it's not. I mean, a lot of my predictions did not go, you know, fullback, minimal usage, Gabe Irvin out for the season. Um, MJ Sherman, I dropped him there. He was very limited. Um, Ed Foley, punt, team, all that. That didn't really happen. Um, Teddy P didn't quite do his thing this year. I mean, I, I don't, I need to, I got to really think about what I'm doing here, Shik. I thought I, I thought I was making some safe predictions there. None of them were safe. Um, and it was, I mean, as you go through. A smooth three, three, five, yeah, Tony White, yeah. I mean, he might leave. He might leave for another job. It's like every time there's a job, it's like, oh, Tony White, coach there. I'm going to put that on a poll. Did Tony White coach at every FBS school at one point in his career? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point. He's like, oh, New Mexico's open there. Oh, that's Tony White. There's Sarah some Keith connection. Oh, oh, there he yes. goes. Right, right. Steve Kerr stepping down for Team USA. <laughs> Tony White? <laughs> what do we think? Instead of the 335, he wants a 131? <laughs> I mean, right. it, it is getting to the point where every right. job that opens up, somehow, some way, somebody on Twitter's like, Tony White, what do we think? Heard there's a opening with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Makes sense Tony to me. White. Makes sense to me. Can connect the dots. You connect it to me, you know? I will say, on the low low, losing yesterday maybe helped keep old Tony White in Lincoln. Or you not yesterday, two days ago, whatever it is. I've lost track yeah, of the yeah. day. You I mean, it's I don't know. You going to a bowl game would have helped things a little bit maybe losing keeps Tony White here and I also think maybe losing you get it it clears up that Chuba situation a little bit more like now you can really go into the portal and get your shopping on (laughs) but if Chuba would have found a way to win one of these last couple of games that that quarterback room gets a little muddy Right? No? You would you would hope that uh, the coaches wouldn't be so prisoner of the moment with, you know, finishing six and six, so he's our guy long-term type of decision. Um, I will say that I was, I was amazed at it felt like an upgrade as you're watching it, and then there were reminders that you're still looking. I mean, he could still be the guy, right? He still could be the guy with a full offseason. It made you go... All right, should he have been the guy from the jump? And if he was, would this team be going bowling at this point? Did you totally misevaluate on Jeff Sims? Did you misevaluate on Chubba Purdy? And then you watch a couple of those throws, one where, you know, he just it slipped out of his hands, and then and then that pick <laughs> with 30 seconds left, you go, ah, let's just rebuild the program. Let's just start from scratch and yeah. it totally let's do let's bring in some new Louie. You do need some new Louie at this point. He <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. He he. There's no doubt it looks better. Yes, like it, it looks better. But at the end of the day, his his three opportunities, Maryland game last. I mean, all three games he was the man in. The final offensive play was an interception from him. So it's pretty good. that's it's yeah, pretty I mean, good resume. It's, ah, it's, he shows that on the resume. Ah, what do you think? Ah, what do you think of this? Ah. What do you think of this? Huh? My two minute <laughs> drills. <laughs> He, his highlight tape is leading 90 yards all the way to third and seven. Third and goal from the seven against Maryland. Then the t- the, the the tape just cuts off. And they're like, oh, shoot, I don't know. That shouldn't have cut off. They're like, what happened there? You're like, oh, I don't even remember, really. I'm not even sure what happened there. Remember when you tried to record your favorite TV program, but there's a 30-minute program. There's only 22 minutes left in the tape. That's what happened here. It's sorry, fine. I just ran out of VHS. I'm sorry. But as you can see, I let him right down there, huh? It says here you have zero wins as a starter. Well, I mean, I don't. That's not important, but 
but whatever, you know. You know, it, numbers numbers lie sometimes. Numbers lie. Where I mean, can I play something for you real you, quick? You play it again for me. You, can you play it again for me? I have this video here. This I decided in the uh, Schick household to record the final thirty seconds of the game from the house. Mother-in-law was there. Kelly, the kids were sitting there. Oh, you're recording like in, not the game, the the reaction. The 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 reaction. God, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. The reaction. Because it hasn't been, um, I haven't been able to just watch a game with Kelly, like maybe one other time this year. And I forgot how loud it gets, how frustrating it gets. Like you're just in the life of a Husker fan. So here's the interception from Chubba. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can hear uh, father-in-law, uh, stepfather-in-law, uh, I believe my mother-in-law and my wife and the kids <laughs> on the Chubba interception. Oh, no. Oh, no. See, that's why I said you can't pass it. Right. They're going to kick a goal, a field goal. They're going to kick a field goal and win it. Okay, so that's Kelly. You can hear it. And she said, I told you that's why you don't pass it. And it's true, right? That's why you don't just run the ball. Like of all the times where it's okay to play for overtime, that would have been, you know, a time to play for overtime, right? Like we are running and not calling timeouts on the road at Wisconsin. We are chucking the ball, trying to make something happen with 15 seconds left at home against Iowa. It is literally like, Against Maryland, super aggressive. Against Wisconsin, super conservative. Against Iowa, super aggressive. I mean, what you weren't you weren't a huge fan of. Uh, I mean, the fact that they that Nebraska had to call their final timeout because they were going to get a delay of game after Chuba Chuba ran out of bounds, and then the very next play they they threw a a pick over the middle. But no, that's fantastic, Kelly. I mean, Kelly's on it. She is. She is on it. Got one one more for you here. Yeah, she she was um I guess not thrilled would be the right way to I like that she's still in it though. That makes me happy. Oh, like yeah. that like that yes. I mean, because you worry like at at some point are people just gonna completely check out of this thing? I don't know. It's good to it's good to it's good to feel see someone feeling it, you know? You're definitely not uh apathetic to it. Um there's no you know, well, I'm just done with this team. Like, she's in. She was nervous all day. Like, she's been, like, this is like three weeks. Like, are we going to win this week? Are we going to win this week? They're all three-point. They're all one-possession losses. They're all, right. like, none of it good. And then, then this is the game-winning field goal, which, of course, was kicked by a guy who hadn't kicked all year. You have a guy that kicked a game-winning field goal on that field to win a state championship. Yeah, missed uh, a critical field goal, albeit as a youngster. Okay. Yep. They have a guy who hadn't kicked all year, had never kicked. Cash money. And boom, here he is. This is what it sounded like in the living room. You have got to be kidding me. And so it was me there. You've got to be kidding me. And I panned the camera to them, and it was just stunned, stunned. silence. He had, she had Stone nothing Cold, to say. Stephen, a, Stephen, Stone Cold Stephen Austin came in there, gave him the stunner. That's pretty it much what it was. Whatever. Like sitting in a graveyard. Like I can't imagine walking out of that stadium going, well, we'll get him next year. It is – I don't know what's worse. I'll put this on the poll. Walking out of Jordan-Hare after that loss to Alabama as an Auburn <laughs> fan. <laughs> Or walking out of Memorial Stadium after that loss to Iowa. What's worse? I thought What's of a, worse? I thought of a really really jerky tweet of like I was gonna have like Nebraska watching Auburn figure out a crazy way to lose a game, and I was gonna have that Mark Cuban gif of him on Shark Tank, like intrigued by something and then writing, writing. it down. <laughs> That's a great one. But I was like, nah, That's I don't want to be a jerk store. I don't. I do not want to be a jerk store. But Here's the thing. You have the ball with 30 seconds left. <laughs> yeah. 
and you lost. got the ball with 30 seconds left in regulation and lost yes. in regulation. You, I mean, literally. So I was recording. I was doing a recap pod with Bo yesterday, and you took it. I, I when we're going through the the sequence of things, I literally I said, "Stop for a second and say out loud." Nebraska had the ball at their own 45 with 31 seconds left and one timeout, and they lost in regulation. Think if someone would have just right then and there, someone like you. Someone comes to you and goes, hi, I'm from the future. Nebraska loses this game in regulation. You'd have been like, no. How? What? But at the same time, you're like, yeah, that sounds about right. Or maybe I'd have been like, I think I'd take that bet. God, I think I'd take that bet. <laughs> you would have taken that bet. I would have. I would have. It's, uh, what do you, where are you at? What do you want to talk? I mean, you want to, you, I mean, what do you think? Where are you at with it, brother? Well, Can I, I think ask what you makes some it questions? worse is that had you beaten Minnesota, you make a bowl game, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, shoot. And then the team you lost to to open the season with, Minnesota, makes a bowl game at 5-7. and seven. Like, there's just salt in the wound. Right. You know? I didn't think uh, about that. Yep. Winning that game would have given you tangible, like, you want something, right? Like, <laughs> hey, it's a bowl game. It's progress. It doesn't feel win-loss record like there's progress, but it does feel like... There is something here. Like, and I don't know what a breakthrough season looks like. I mean, the frustrating thing about all of this is that as the playoff expands, just making a bowl game isn't going to be good enough eventually. And that'll be a good problem to have for Nebraska because they haven't been to one in a while. Mm-hmm. But you're still – you have this left-out feeling because you're not in the postseason. You're not in, the, you're not in a bowl game. It's going to still feel bad – when you aren't involved in the 12-team playoff, and it is still hard to imagine Nebraska ever being involved in that. It really is. You're adding Washington, you're adding Oregon, you're adding USC, UCLA, and you're supposed to finish 9-3 and three at the worst? When you haven't made a bowl game in seven years to get into that thing? Like, I know we're talking about baby steps, and the playoff is such a pipe dream right now. Yeah, that's now. so far from but my But that's thought. what's going to be, that is what's going to be what separates good from great programs. And can Nebraska ever be great again? It It is very hard to imagine that. And I wonder if, you know, being the head coach in Nebraska is like being the president. We've said it before. It just ages you. And I just wonder what Matt Rule is thinking after this year. Like, as you've watched, if you've walked through, you see the the – trail of dead coaches you see the favored son and scott frost you see mike riley the nice guy you see bo pelini the guy that they wanted who was winning nine games a year and none of them could get it done whatever it is he's like well how am i going to do this in 2023 2024 2025 without divisions and with this conference and with the landscape of college football the way it is that's where i'm like yeah they'll make a bowl game eventually but then what like, what's next after that, even if you get to that point? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I mean, I have so many, like, I thought they, they to be, to to be sitting at five and three and lose four straight in five and seven and look at, and look at everything, I, I it's hard for me to not feel like that, that things weren't a disappointment based on how they played out. Like, I felt like if two things needed to happen this year for rule, I think one, he needed to make a bowl game. Like I'm, I'm all the way out on explaining away, not making a bowl game. I hear what you're saying where it's like, yeah, you make it. And it's like, then what? But like, I, I, we, we've seven straight years of trying to explain away and rationalize and normalize, not making a bowl game, only power conference team to not do it. And they needed to make a bowl game, and they needed to kind of get – they needed to rid themselves of that close loss stigma. Like, they needed to find a way to win a couple of close games. And both of those things didn't happen this year. And I, I, for, for me, it's like if you – if we just take a step back and think about this the season, I think – at least seven and five was there for the taking at minimum, or six and six at minimum. Seven and five was was there for the taking. And, and think about that when you start zero and two. 
Yes. Like you would have been like, yeah, five and seven. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And then in retrospect, you're like, nah, it should have been seven and five. It should have been. And you can sit there and be like, oh, you weren't saying that before. Well, yeah, okay. I I did predict seven and five, by the way. But like, no, you know, I also think you can. I mean, I, I think we also want to be the type of people that when, like, the circumstances change, you can arrive at a different final opinion. Like, you watch the season play out. I, my thing is, I'm 39 years old, and in my lifetime of being able to digest relatively intelligently Nebraska football, this is absolutely 1,000% the easiest schedule Nebraska has ever played, and I don't even think it is close. Outside of Michigan, this was a bunch of average to really below average teams. I mean, Colorado proved to be bad, didn't make a bowl game, lost to them. It's the worst Wisconsin team Nebraska Nebraska's played since they've joined the Big Ten. Big Ten. They had lost the Badgers had lost three in a row and were a mess when you played them. You lost. Michigan State fired their coach midseason. They had an interim coach. You caught them in a disarray. They had lost six in a row before you played them. Lost. Maryland is still Maryland, and they had lost four in a row and were falling apart when you played them. At home, lost. Northwestern had its Fitzgerald drama, found a way to beat them. Iowa had one of the worst offenses in the last two decades, and they were banged up, lost. You gave away the Minnesota game. By the way, a Minnesota team that this has got to be the worst P.J. Fleck team in the last four or five years. Illinois was a mess when you played them. Purdue, this is the worst they've been since Daryl Hazel was the head coach. And then Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech were two of the worst group of five teams I've seen come to Memorial Stadium in the in the last handful of years. So to to me, seven and five was there for the taking and to be sitting there at five and three and lose four in a row. Like it'd be one thing, Schick, if Nebraska went five and seven and lost these final four games, and Nebraska looked well coached, and the team looked clean, and the team looked organized, and things were managed great, and they just came up short. But that's not the case. And and to me, where the excuses about the injuries in year one and all that stuff gets tough for me to stomach is because everything I just laid out, the schedule was easy, and then the management stuff was not good in my opinion. Part of the reason you fired Frost and hired Rule was because of that management and organizational stuff that Frost really struggled with and to get to a bowl game. And both of those things didn't happen. And I'm just like, it's, I figured Matt Rule would be super buttoned up with like, end of game, how he's handling things, how, you know, like if you get Nebraska in position to win, Matt Rule is going to get him home. And that didn't happen. And so I'm not saying, like, listen, there were good things about this year. All the defense, like I don't, it's weird how we do this thing in football where like we don't want to give Matt Rule any credit for hiring Tony White and how the defense played. Like we, we act like Matt Rule had no say in that and no, no hand in that. He absolutely did. The defense was, I mean, unbelievable to think that, you know, everybody was like through three, five, they're going to be able to stop the run. This, I mean, this defense was, was legit. And I, I like how he's able to handle things from like a CEO perspective, how he projects a message and all those kinds of things. But man, it just given given how the seat the schedule fell, you're sitting at five and three, how and then how these some of these close games were managed, it just oh man, it hurts. And it's it's so it is it's it's I'm in a weird place where I'm not I'm I'm not one of those guys like I'm all the way out on rule. I mean, absolutely not. I mean, ridiculous. It's been it's one year and there were positive things. But I think I can also say all those that things and say like this year was a disappointment with how it played out. Agreed. Uh, I think the game management stuff is where you make the best point simply because there's stuff happening in the game where you're like, wait a second, what are you doing? And as, as if a bunch of fans are saying that, you'll be sitting with them eventually. Right. Like that's not. That's where that that would be the most frustrating part of it. The the Maryland decision where it's like, hey, let's play for the field goal. You got to override your OC on that hindsight. You get it. You throw a touchdown, we're all happy. I get it. But at Wisconsin, the way they managed that against Iowa, the way that that game was managed, uh, you know, a fake field goal from sixty yards. Who are you faking? Like, what, what are you yeah. doing? You, you, know, you wasted like a timeout setting up a fake field goal from sixty yards from into 60 the wind yards. that you never ran. And you weren't going to do it, and no one was going to believe you were going to attempt a 60-yard field goal. Right. So those are the things where you go, okay, what, what's happening there? On the other side of it, again, the, the injury stuff, 
not excuses, but facts. Yeah, for sure. This team was not better talent wise. How many teams were they better than talent wise? Uh I mean that they lost that they that, lost that they to. lost to probably maybe you'd say Probab- when would you maybe say maybe Minnesota maybe I mean Colorado maybe Minnesota you know, maybe Michigan State in a bottle I kind of throw that to the side yeah the Colorado thing maybe Michigan State maybe you yeah. know but there's a reason why we get to October and you said hey they could win them all they could lose them all right because you know what that's happened. So it's more about the game management than it is about the outcomes to me, simply because it was flip a coin on most of these games, right? Like flip a coin on it and you go five and seven. Wisconsin has some better talent. They also have a first-year coach. They go seven and five. Easily could have been six and six, right? So it's a game here, a game there. Right. So, so that's where you get a little miffed at it. But I will say – when you miss on the quarterback position, I was just going to say you that. are Keep going. you are playing uphill the entire season. Yep, and you are trying to duct tape and coconuts and trying to build a bomb like MacGyver. It's it ain't going to happen. Yeah. So to piece this together and have one possession games and have it come down to the slimmest of margins in those four games could also be, in some odd way a testament to the coaching staff to be able to do this because I'm not sure there are many coaches out there that it could have gotten this program to a bowl game given that it was Heinrich Harburg, your starting quarterback, walk-on tight end, Carney Catholic, and you didn't have a 100-yard rusher outside of Purdy in the last six, eight weeks of the season. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, the the thing with that, like we do this weird thing with how we hand out credit and blame. Like I, like like I ch- said earlier, like we don't want to give rule credit for the defense and Tony White. Like we need to give him credit for hiring Tony White and how that defense played. But we're all well, I'll I'll agree with you in that like the coaching staff coaching this quarterback situation to five wins is like there probably a lot aren't a lot of other teams that could have done that I suppose. But also like Matt Rule, it's weird how we want to absolve him of blame of that quarterback situation. Like oh yeah he, he was missed the, on it yeah he missed like, on he, it. like he, he missed on Sims he whiffed on it there was no one in that room outside of Matt Rule and whoever else was in that room yeah. that thought that that was a good idea right so I'm not gonna I don't want to give record him, saying that that's, that's yeah not yeah I don't want to give him credit for like man well you did a lot to overcome that quarterback situation when it's like he was the you could make a case that the biggest mistake the staff the biggest misstep the staff made happened all the way last spring when they go all in on Jeff Sims and they run Casey Thompson out of town. And because in some ways, everything unraveled from there where you, you, you leave yourself with three really flawed, limited quarterbacks where Sims was a turnover machine. Harburg was raw inexperienced, not a pure quarterback in my opinion and turnover prone. And then Chuba was solid, but I mean, isn't a great player. And he ended up having some turnover problems too. So yeah, I, I it's, they, they better get this quarterback thing, right, man. They better like in this off season, your priorities are like retain Tony white, go get a quarterback. And if you can do those two things, you're in pretty good you're you're going to be in decent shape especially cuz man that defense getting Ty Robinson to come back Nash Hutmacher the Polar Bears coming back a lot of those Prince Will Cam Lenhart like a lot of those young guys developed on that defense like that defense next year is going to be salty and if you can get any quarterback play in the portal man not now you're looking at not now you get a little excited for, uh, about things but we'll see and there's another thing about knowing your personnel, and sometimes it takes a season to understand what your players can and cannot do and what situations to put them in. So there, there, are, there are portions of that. But, yeah, this is a very young team. Frankly, looking ahead to next season, it's probably not going to get any easier. But you would hope that if you're a Nebraska fan that there's an opportunity here for this coaching staff to, to get over the hump. But, again, all the attention. Here's the funny thing about it is, they might get to a bowl game next season, but it'll be so overshadowed with the twelve team playoff, nobody'll care. Right. Like nobody nobody outside of Lincoln, Nebraska is gonna care. But that's all right. You know, they just gotta steps, get their shit. They I gotta am, get there, man. I yeah. mean you know, Bo, I mean, this is an original thought, but Bo brought it up and and you know, the, just like when you do the math on 
you know, you miss seven straight years of a bowl. That's missing 15 practices. Seven times 15 is a lot. That's a lot of practice. Like, Iowa has a hundred more practices than you. You know, like, that stuff eventually, you know, like, ah, oh, one year, not a big deal. Oh, two years, whatever. But, like, all of a sudden, you're way behind. Like, this group could have really used another 15 practices and go swing away at a bowl, you know? Kelly brought up a very good point. Sometimes she says things. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? It's true. She goes, so we don't get the 15 practices? I said, no. She said, the teams that don't make the bowl are the ones that need the practice. (laughs) I said, you know what? You're 100% right. And then it made me think. I go, what a stupid thing. I know you're not prepping for a game, but 15 practices. Go practice. It is kind of stupid. It is kind of stupid. Everyone should practice. Like, I know it's like, it's the way it should be. And yes, this is coming from the side of, you know, know. Nebraska hasn't made it. So, yes, you should still be allowed to practice. There's no real motivation. There's no game on the horizon, but there isn't one in spring ball either. Get out there and practice. The 15th practice. Oh, you didn't get a bowl game? Like, it's almost punishment to practice. People don't like practice. Right. So you're rewarding a bowl team with practice. Let the teams that didn't make a bowl game practice because clearly they need it. It is kind of – that's hilarious, by the way. I haven't thought of that either. Good job, <laughs> Kelly. But, I, yeah, like if Nebraska wants to practice from December 1st to December 15th, like let them. Why, like why she can't? said, are they not allowed to go out and throw the ball around? I said, well, I think they can do that. But coaches, it can't be organized yeah. team practices. Like they can do whatever they want. So it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe there should be some encouragement about getting out there to practice. But yes, it's uh, tell you what, it's crazy, man. What a I time! Mean, to, what a time to be alive! It is. What a time it is. To be alive. It really is. Quick time out here from this podcast to tell you about the Beanery Coffee. Beanery, our friends at the Beanery are just so great. Yes, um, they send us beans. They'll send you beans, and they're working on some great products as well. In the meantime. Order their gift cards. Use an e-gift card. Send it to your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. Everyone loves the beanery. Plus, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You don't have to get out of your car and walk in in these harsh Midwest winters. Stay in your car. Keep the heat on. Pull up to the beanery at Ashland, Gretna, Papillion, 168th, and Giles. Use your e-gift card. It's, it's a it's a great gift. And order the chicken nick drink. Ice caramel pecan latte. Get it ice. You get it hot. Bo, how do you like it in the winter? I don't mind it being a latte, but it's got to be hot. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Bo. I actually thought I heard a rumor that all of Jimbo Fisher's buyout was all on a beanery gift card. No, I don't. They they forgot to read the fine print on that. No, Can, is that, that not was true? Dana Hogerson. Dana Hogerson oh. of Houston, his buyout because that was five million dollars. <laughs> they didn't want to. They didn't want to make Paul and the gang just rich by seventy six million. It was five million with Dana Hogerson, Tom Allen. They were thinking of doing that. <laughs> But they just rented him a coffee truck uh, as well. Just a coffee truck. So you got to read the fine print on those buyouts. For his going away party. For his going away party. Paul, uh, uh, Tom, we got, you the, we got you a coffee truck. Here's a new gift card. I tell you what, Tom Allen's going to leave a happy guy, right? I mean, he hung out with Paul. He got a cup of coffee. He could even have gotten a, a, a latte, a cappuccino as well. He could have gotten a smoothie at his going away coffee truck. In there in Bloomington, Indiana, even couldn't have got he could have got a, a a breakfast burrito. He could have gotten some cookies, a bagel. I mean, they could have gotten some oatmeal. There's nothing like some oatmeal after been, you got fired. It's so great. He would have said, "Why don't you fire me sooner?" If you're gonna have be be celebrated That's and it. commemorate at the beanery, like this is so much better than working for Indiana. It's the beanery serving people coffee. <laughs> Did you hear um? How uh, the game ended? I don't know. With our guys? Greg Sharp. I saw him, by the way, at the Husker basketball game. I was getting ready. Did you to really? Hit. I did. I was getting ready to do a studio hit with BTN, so I'm on the floor, set up on a stool, getting ready to do a little talk back with, uh, with Mike Hall. And Greg walks by, and I'm like, uh-oh. I hope – I mean, this is my chance to like – because I don't know if Greg is, uh, you know, uh, Tyler McKinney about me. So I made sure I was like, I gave him a good, I hit him with energy and a wave. He waved back, but he kind of gave me that look like, yeah, I'd rather kill you than talk to you. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and it's a stabbing. It's a stabbing. I'm, a stabbing. Sharp. I'm a stabbing your lungs and it's in your heart. And that's your stomach. 
And my victim's going to bleed out and die in the football game. I would die laughing. Bleeding from the head, the neck, the face. Touchdown. He's dead. <laughs> All right. Here is. Uh, got this. Uh, here we go. Give it to this me. Is the ending. The ending sequence from the Husker radio booth. Greg Sharp and Damon Benning. Chubba gets the snap. Back to throw. Iowa sends a blitz. Huskers pick it up. Chubba over the middle. Intercepted. Picked off of the 50-yard line by Iowa to the 45 to the 40. Out of bounds of the 38-yard line. He threw it right to the linebacker. As Iowa gets the pick. Okay, so oh boy. you could hear the oh no there, right? Like that sounded like Davison. Picked off of the 50-yard line. By- just the mumble. Oh no. Oh no. It brought to mind great oh no's In the from Davison. <laughs> oh no, he fumbled it. He fumbled it. Oh no. I will say this. Is <laughs> oh no... Is oh no the most used phrase by Husker football color commentators over the last 10 years? Oh no, he fumbled it. He fumbled it. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) That is just so good. That is bad. All right. So that's the oh no. Picked off of the 50 yard line. Okay. So then they go to the, uh, the run game is Williams. They give it off to Williams. He picks his way to the 30, down to the 25, still on his feet to the 20, down to the 15-yard line. Eight seconds left in the game, and boy, they are definitely a field goal. Has not attempted a field goal all year. Snap down. The kick sailing towards the uprights, and the kick is... Uh, it's good. Oh, my Just goodness. got over the crossbar. Marshall Meter. First field goal of the year. Can you hear it? Just the resignation. Oh, David. Oh, it's good. And then Damon go, oh, my goodness. The uprights and the kick is. Uh, it's good. Oh, my Just goodness. got over the crossbar. <laughs> oh, it's good. Uh, it's good. Oh, my Just goodness. got over the crossbar. <laughs> Damon. Damon's going it, through it. You could feel it, couldn't you? Oh, Damon. Welcome to. Uh, uh, Welcome to being documented as you uh, emotionally deal with what's going on here. That's not good at all. <laughs> it's your welcome to the Husker broadcast moment Gosh. right there. Gosh. So, so tough. So tough. That is not good. And that's the end of the season, Chick. Like, can you believe Like, that's it now. That's it. You know? I mean, it's over. <sighs> it's the end. It's It's over. There's nothing else. There's no more football being that, played as far as I know. I mean, I don't think there's any other teams that are going to be playing anymore. They're right. That was the last football game of the year for everybody. I don't think anybody's going to continue to play football. Is the football season officially over? I will put that on the poll. <laughs> it's basketball season, baby. <laughs> right. It's basketball season started. Quick time out here from this award-winning podcast to tell you about Pillar Exteriors. Do you know that they do windows, siding, and gutters, you know, nothing makes a first impression better than amazing curb appeal. And if your siding is out of date or it's worn out or it's dull, maybe time to consider new siding. And they can do that. They also have energy-efficient siding. They have the newer types of siding materials that last for decades longer than, Nick, even your or my parents' siding did. Keep your energy costs down. Secure your home from these harsh Midwest elements with Pillar Exteriors. Well, let me tell you about the other big things with Pillar Exteriors. They have a hat. They have hats, and they have Bob Cousy's now, and they're even broadcasting it themselves. They have tweeted at the Shikinick account that they have Pillar Exteriors Bob Cousy's. So, listen, if you don't want new (laughs) gutters or a new roof or anything like that, at the very least, get a Cousy. Get a Bob Cousy for crying out loud, okay? But no, on the real. From the top of the roof to the concrete you walk on. They do it all. They cover you with strength and integrity. That's the Pillar Exteriors way. We met them at our live show. They were great human beings, and you should support them. You break it, they'll fix it. You dream it, they'll make it. You need it. They got it! Got it! Those guys are good. 402-919. Let's bark together on the count of three. One, two, three. Roof! Roof! Let's bark together. Has, has right. anybody ever said, let's bark together on the count of three? <laughs> to put that on the poll. Yeah. Been some great uh, broadcasting 
uh, moments. And, you know, a lot of people will hear things and then send them to us. Oh, yeah. And uh, Tim Brando had one of these the other night. Listen to this. This is Tim Brando Saturday night in the snow. Abu Sama is <laughs> what happened? Is running the football for Iowa State in the snow. Okay. Here's Tim Brando. Petri just made one poor throw. Oh, here we go. Sama. Abu. Get another pick in it basket. Picking them up. Putting them down. Touchdown. How many more can Abu do? Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you understand the liberties that Tim Brando took with this Iowa State player, Abu Sama? Oh, wow. Do you understand what he's trying to do there with Abu? Oh, yeah. He's turning him into Boo Boo. Boo Boo. From Yogi Bear. Boo Boo. Hey, yay, boo-boo, about a picnic basket. And he did it with a boo on the run. Get another picnic basket, picking them up, putting them down. Touchdown. How many more can a boo do? It's ah, so good. <laughs> did it remind you of anything that our favorite color commentator, Damon Benning has said recently. You did. How do you do? Number one, two. <laughs> I mean, I think you need Incredible. Damon and Brando. You need Damon and Brando, Timmy B and DB. Just a lot of how do you do and a lot of boo-boos. And you, you'll be you'll have a great broadcast. Like this. How many more can a boo do? How do you do? Number one, two. Incredible. I think you can take liberties in the name of the pun, in the in the name of the wordplay. Do we agree? I mean, what is I know various universities maybe differ on that in their pun courses, but I think you can take some liberties if the pun is worth it. If the play on words is That's worth fine. it. You good? The Abu picnic basket to me was quite the moment. <laughs> like his name is Abu. There's probably some Simpsons jokes that you can't make anymore, but right. his name is Abu. And he went with Boo Boo and talked about picnic basket. Get another picnic basket. Oh, That's wow. I mean, do kids, he can get away with a lot. Like he can do whatever he wants. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's a legend. You it's know, amazing. I mean, he can he can he can find a way to to twist words around to have some fun. I I enjoy it. I mean, I don't know how many how many. Do you think Abu knows who Boo Boo is? <laughs> Highly doubt it. I will put that on the poll. Do you think Abu knows who Boo Boo is? Uh, <laughs> I don't think he it's does. True about Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Yep. Not many people do. So that was great. So he had that. Um, I did have a moment, and I am not, I will say, I'm not. Um, immune to this okay. i need to fall on the sword a little bit because of this i had a moment uh calling the buffalo eastern michigan oh, game yeah. right the other night calling that game on espn2 and the first might have been the the first portion of the game okay so we do the open and you know you try to get cute with stuff you try to say something, maybe a play on words or something. And I'm there with Dustin Fox, and we're talking about the game. And we had a, like a four-minute segment before we even went to the kickoff. And uh, here's what I said. Field for the full second half. Had a pair of pick sixes against CMU. In order to get to a bowl, they got to get through the bowls. Can they do it? Buffalo trying to put that celebration on ice. Next. Okay, and in the video, when I say trying to put it on ice, there are people ice skating, all right? So it's just ah, all there. Okay. It's just I like all it. there. I like it. I like it. I like it. I mean, what do you, did you feel like you, that was a little stretch, a little bit of a stretch, the bulls and the bulls? i tell you and, what. I got a fist bump from uh, my color guy, Dustin Fox. He was loving all the dad stuff that we were doing there. Okay. So Okay. Then that's I like fine. it. Then I, I think you, what you learn is as long as your broadcast partner's good with it, you're fine with it. I right? agree. I agree. I'm, I'm going to vote. I'm going to give that. I'm going to give that two thumbs up. That's okay with me. 
Speaking of me uh, in that game on TV, so Knee Family Reunion tweets this in. He says, when the boys find Schick on the, on the TV. Here we go. They are, this is, he's, he's recording his sons on their couch. They're young boy, the young boys watching me on TV as I come on. Here we go. What, what, what? It's Schick? What's Schick doing up there? Oh, are you talking about Coach Prime and the Buffaloes? No, no. Are, wait, are you talking about uh, his favorite NFL team, the Buffalo Bills? No. No? no? Well, then, wait, what are you talking about? How did he get this assignment? Because he got kicked in his nuts. Yeah, the ball. Oh, got it. Wow. Dogging wow. me for getting that assignment and saying because he got kicked in the nuts in the ball. Wow. It's incredible. That is well orchestrated and executed by that whole crew. I mean, the kick to the nuts, yeah, the balls, yeah, is in perfect unison, timing, delivery. Wow. Yeah. Well, then, what are you talking about? How did he get this assignment? Because he got kicked in the nuts, yeah, the ball. Oh, got it. I love that. Oz, and then the got it. Got kicked in the nuts, yeah. The ball's here. Got it! It's incredible. Oh, well wow. done, boys. Well done. God, that's good. You got me. You got me. Oh, man. You got me. Oh, what a man. Time. This episode of the Shikinik Podcast is brought to you by Fairberry. It is the partnership you've all been waiting for. Fairberry, the official hot dog of Husker Nation, has partnered with Schick and Nick. The partnership between Fairberry and Husker football is longstanding and brings together two Nebraska favorites, football and hot dogs. Why not the Schick and Nick show and Fairberry? And Fairberry's distinctive red hot dogs have long been a fan favorite in Nebraska and Northern Kansas, and they're often associated with tailgate parties, sports concessions, and family fun. Bring the spirit of the game home with Fairbury Hot Dogs for the whole family. Whether you're watching a game at home or Memorial Stadium, you can celebrate Husker Pride with Fairbury Premium Quality Hot Dogs. We are proud to be a part of Nebraska's traditions and its community. Two values that Fairbury holds dear as the official hot dog of the Cornhuskers. Again, it's Schick and Nick and Fairbury. Nothing goes better with the Schick and Nick show than Fairbury. That is good. <laughs> uh, also got this. This is, you'll like this, okay? I, st- I still can't get over those boys. I mean, they really. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Let me have it. I got this from Tyler. This clip from Tyler says, Joel Klatt getting his Nick Baugh game right. Did you hear this? Listen to this. This is Joel Klatt, the Joel Klatt show. I was floored when I heard this. So I just, there's a big part of me that do- I don't believe that undefeated makes Florida State safe. What makes them sta- safe is a statement. They've got to go prove that they can play at the top end. <laughs> this has come full circle. Defeated makes Florida State safe. What makes them sta- safe is a statement. Whoa. Let's revisit the Genesis, the Sega Genesis. Joel Klatt, FS1. Joel you know, from my vantage point, you're as good as it gets in the college football world. We appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. Have a great call tomorrow night, and uh, stay safe. Stay, stay a little, stay safe in, uh, in in Lincoln as a Buffalo, my man. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, I, I, Nick, you you do a great job as well, my friend. I appreciate that, Joel. Thanks, man. You got it. See you. Okay, so hold on. The fact that he said, "I love it." Even after he heard me through stumble stumble through the stay Steve, he's cool with it. He's cool. So when he he gets a little tongue tied, he didn't. He, you he, were speaking his language. I was. You he were was speaking like, his good. language. This guy. Makes this guy. State safe. What makes them sta- safe is a statement. I will say. Okay. To add statement and uh, say safe. Say say a little say safe in uh, in in Lincoln as a Buffalo, my man. <laughs> you get both of us talking like that. That's I guess. I mean, to, to add statement to say stay safe, who boy, 
That's a, I mean, you're, you're making it really hard on yourself. Florida State safe. What makes them sta- safe is a statement. Okay, so it's and uh, say safe, say say a little say safe in uh, in in Lincoln <laughs> as a Buffalo, my man. Florida State stay safe is a statement. I mean, are we trying to create tongue twisters here, Joel Clad? It makes Florida State safe. What makes them stay safe is a statement. Okay, very good. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. Stay safe is a statement, say Louis. Say what Louis. makes them say Louis, Steve? So what you're saying, Joel, is that you gotta if you're Florida State, you gotta say a little safe with a stay safe statement and instead of get you safe. Right? And uh say safe say say a little say safe in uh in, in Lincoln as a Buffalo, my man. I love it. I love, I it. love it. I 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 love it. Let's get to uh, let's get to the polls from last week, shall we? We shall. I love these tweets. Like Adam, Purdy deep to Lloyd for a touchdown, touchdown Nebraska. Look at you shine, Mister One Night. <laughs> How do you do, number one two? So good. Even they had my I had my uh, my touchdown run that was on Twitter. And some Shigadick fan was oh. like, dance like you're in heaven, number seven. <laughs> Your state championship run, and I'm watching it now, where you get into the end zone, and you you kind of jump in. and Oh, I go. It's the worst celebration thing. of all time. I didn't know if you were trying to be Jordan after the hit over Elo, the shot over Elo, a little bit. A little I bit. I didn't know what that was. I don't know what that is either. There, there's a, there is some there's shades of Jordan over Elo mixed with a dork. <laughs> I mean, that is a bad, bad, bad. Jake Jake tries to come over and pat me on the back. I want nothing to do with him. Bo tries to come over and pat me on the back. I want nothing to do with him. I am just caught in my own world. Dance like you're in heaven, Got number it. seven. All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Here are the polls brought to you by Pillar Exteriors. What can you tell us about Pillar? Oh, I can tell you that you can go to PillarExteriors.com or... You can give them a call at 402-919-ROOF. That's 402-919-ROOF. Did Matt Rule bet the under on Nebraska's season win toll? 82% said yes. Is Matt Rule doing the smart thing by winning only five games in year one so as not to become a victim of his own success? 76% said yes. I've been on to this since day one. You have. You, you've called this. This is not a recent thing. You were calling this in September. This is the way to do it. Yep. He's smart. Smarter than you think. Are you cooler when you're wearing sunglasses at night when you're winning? 82% Probably. Yes. Probably. You know, notice Coach Prime has had his sunglasses off in the postgame. Yeah. Yeah. Was Caller Chris meant for the FCS selection show? 96% said yes. Oh, I am just... I just got to tell you, that made me... Listening back to that, that made me so happy. In college sports, is it six degrees of Eastern Michigan? 84% said yes. And then this was a good question. Did Nick think Schick was calling an Eastern Michigan basketball game? 90% said yes. I went back and listened oh, yeah. to that. I think you thought I was calling oh, basketball. 100%. Hundred percent thought you were doing a basketball game, which is so stupid. In retrospect, when I saw it was a football game, well, I was like, well, yeah, it's football season. It would be, you know, I, I don't. And it was a conference game. You know what I mean? It like was it was con- a match. So it made no. Nothing. You were giving me basketball names, and I thought that was just you just throwing out names just because they played basketball for one of the schools I'm calling. You right? Like, well, yeah, you were like, now I, what, you, I think you said now you're just making names up. I was like, no, these guys are on Eastern Michigan. <laughs> Basketball team. <laughs> you're like you're like you haven't you obviously haven't prepped for this basketball like, game. Wow, you, you really work hard. You're really working hard for these games, aren't you, Shik? Don't even know a player. <laughs> Ridiculous. Is Trey Alexander the twenty twenty three Bob Cousy? Seventy percent said yes. Love it. Is it okay for any broadcaster to compare a current bo- college basketball player to Bob Cousy? Sixty two percent said yes. I think it was Spencer Tillman who compared a running back in college over the weekend, compared him to Walter Payton, and someone referenced this. I will say that's Walter right. Payton is like a good thirty, you know, twenty to thirty years later than Kuzi. So I mean, I think it's a little better, a little better reference. 
Is cowabunga the most underutilized word in sports broadcasting? 87% said yes. Cowabunga! That did get uh, retweeted, and I believe yeah. Josh is the name of the person who did that. Josh Lill, KRNU, was yep. doing Big Ten Plus, did that soccer game, and he said this. Cowabunga! This is also the audio of when Josh was asked to broadcast the game. Cowabunga! Good job, it. Josh. Good work, Josh. What was the better broadcasting play on words? How do you do number two or what Verstappen's in Vegas stays in Vegas? <laughs> That's a tough one. Gosh. The winner, Damon Benning. Damon Benning gets the win. Congratulations. How Damon. do you do number one, two, 62%. How do you do number one, two? What's better for a Thanksgiving appetizer, Nebraska versus Duquesne or cranberry sauce? Nebraska Duquesne got 78%. Yep. Brought to you by Cougar and Ball. Ne- Nebraska Ball is 5-0. and oh. Has the pillar roof been raised? 90% <laughs> said yes. <laughs> so great. So oh, great. God, it's so good. Well, thank you all for uh, for listening. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. A lot to be well. thankful for. Yes, yes. Yep. Yes. Certainly not a bowl game or any postseason. What do you think is going to happen next week, uh, college football playoff-wise? Um, this is this could either be very easy for the committee or it could be like, man, when are we going to get an expanded playoff? Look at all these great teams being left out. Uh, we got it next year. Last question. What's it going to take to get Nebraska and Texas to meet on the diamond again? <laughs> Uh, we play him next year. Thank you, Augie. It's true. That's what's going to happen. The one year where there's so much controversy, you're going to be pining for an expanded playoff, except it's already ready to go next year. That's it. I mean, I don't but know. If, you tell me. what. Let's say, let's say Florida State catches an L. Catches an L to Louisville. And Washington actually catches an L. Washington. Yeah, let's say Washington. It doesn't really matter. Let's just say Washington wins. Let's say Oregon wins. Who cares? Pac-12 champ is in, right? Pac-12 champ not being left out. Michigan wins. So there's two spots. Here you go. Here's where your chaos comes through. Texas wins. Crikey. Alabama wins. Yeah. Florida State wins. Who's in? So you have Big 12 champ Texas, SEC champ Alabama, undefeated Florida State, and one lost Georgia. Four teams, two spots. Because what's brutal Who's is te- the, you know, the, Texas has the head-to-head with Bama. That's right. I don't see how they're losing. How they would leave out a one-loss Alabama SEC champ. So I would say Bama. I don't know how they leave out. Well, what's do they leave out an undefeated Florida State? How do you leave out? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't either. I think I think it would go Bama, FSU, Georgia's out, Texas is out. That, I agree. That's that would be my that'd be my guess. Comparing Texas to Alabama when they've played, and these the teams never play each other out of conference. And here you are, you have a head to head, and it gets discounted or discredited because Alabama has a better win. They have a really good loss. It's the team they're being compared to, right? The Texas, but better wins. Namely, you beat the number one. Team I want to hear someone in the, in the community be like, "Well, I felt like Bama's loss was a better loss than Texas's best win." <laughs> you're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> what? Bama? You're getting more credit for Bama's loss to Texas than Texas's win over Alabama?" <laughs> like, I want, I want to hear that. I want to hear that that rationale. I don't you know. know. Ohio, Ohio State could get in. It's a Florida State loss yep. and an Oklahoma State loss. God and then man. Michigan wins, Georgia wins, and Washington wins. Is there Ohio anybody that's State's a lock? getting into the playoff. Is there anybody that's a Tyler Lockett? Pac-12 champ is in regardless. Okay. But I think that's it. So if Michigan... I think, I think, if, I think that's it. I think, I, oh, I think I'd take that bet. God, I think I'd take that bet. Is, Mich- is Michigan Michigan catches an L against Iowa? Do they instantly have the worst loss? Yeah, I think they're out. 
unless a couple other teams lose. Do you take should. into consideration that J.J. McCarthy kisses his girlfriend during games? I'll put that on the poll. If Michigan loses to Iowa, do they still get in because J.J. McCarthy <laughs> kissed his girlfriend during the game, during the Nebraska game? I don't know. I love it. I'm, I mean, I think, I think for, the, for the sake of don't, – don't you think for the just the – Texas should get in over like we laid out that scenario where Bama wins and Texas wins. Right. Texas should get in over them, right? Right. They should get in. I don't think they but will. But Alabama's resume will be They loved him some SEC boy. <laughs> they do. You think an SEC team is going to get left out? The SEC they ch- love the fact that four lost Tennessee was still in the top 25. They they make love they be the loving SEC. the SEC. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying with that? Great, that, gra- that grapevine Texas meeting is a conjugal visit with the SEC. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the poll. It's the weekly meeting of the CFP committee, just a conjugal visit with the SEC. 100% what it is. But, I mean, there's no way they're leaving. Imagine, oh, that world, so George, so maybe Georgia's out and Bama's out? No way. There's no way you're having, can a college football playoff exist without an SEC team? Put that I'll on put the that poll. put that in there. Okay, I will. The CFP exists without that. Uh, yeah, the, the cleanest way, though, if, if chalk holds, your college football playoff will be Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Oregon 3, Texas 4. That's how it should be. And I'm going to tell you, Oregon might be the best team in this entire thing. Ooh, you a Dan Lanning guy? Oh, I love this Oregon team. I just think they are so good. I just. You want to go to you know, Eugene, Oregon, have a conjugal visit? You know what I mean? That boy, be, he be doing his thing out there. You know what I'm I already have the game-winning call when Oregon beats Georgia. Give it to me. For the national championship. Give it to me. Georgia was hoping for a three-peat, but Oregon decided to nix that. Yes! That would get a fist bump. From your from your analyst, the truck right. would love it. Twitter would love it. The question is, would Tyler love it? I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick, yeah. Chicken Nick, yeah. Chicken Nick show, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Yes. Snap down. The kick sailing towards the uprights, and the kick is. Uh, it's good. Oh my! Just God. got over the crossbar. Oh! <laughs> A Huda Media Production.